Well, it's a great pleasure to welcome to What's Next uh, from Performanta, Guy Golan, who's the chief executive and co-founder, and we've spoken many times before, and uh, Paul Green, service director, identity experts, part of the Performanta group. Gentlemen, it's lovely to see you both. How are you doing firstly? Are you, go are you both well? Very well, thank you. Yeah, I'm good. Guy, you are looking as young as ever. I want the secret to what you're doing, but it's obviously good business. Let me kick right in. And um, firstly, congratulations. Why Microsoft and the acquisition? Well, um, I think from our side, it's uh, uh, funny enough is the market is going in, into some form of consolidation and, and Microsoft is a force to to recognize and to be reckoned um, and the important thing, I've seen it already in 2015, and uh, funny enough, I, I had an interview about that saying, the tsunami is coming, and it's not going to be a 10-meter wave, it's going to be 800-meter wave in the form of Microsoft. So it's been a, a long ambition of Performanta to be aligned with the Microsoft agenda on cybersecurity and to ensure that we complement our level of services uh, with Microsoft in mind. Um, Performanta was not a Microsoft uh, partner for, uh, for many years. Um, despite the ambition to do that, and with our vast knowledge of non-Microsoft elements and completing it with Microsoft, now we have almost a completion of vision when it comes to why uh, Microsoft, and hence the question is why identity experts, uh, which helps us quite dramatically in adding the competency on Microsoft, but also um, the competency on identity management, which Performanta has or is doing, has been doing for just a small portion of that called privilege access management and not the true identity element of it. So I think it is a, a double whammy from us choosing identity experts, but also aligning to where the market is going from a Microsoft perspective. Fantastic. Well, listen, it's a great success story and congratulations. I mean, the, the, the clients are definitely prioritizing security right now. Can you take us, uh, unpack that for us? Because I think it's a very important point that uh, the, the security has become paramount to every organization. Very true. Um, I've, I've meeting, I'm meeting on average uh, between 10 and 15 different CISOs, chief security officers um, globally uh, on a monthly basis. And I think the important part is that the CISO is pretty much an island when it comes to uh, engagement with um, with the business. There's a board level that is driving the business and security has been nuisance to them for a long time and now they understand that they have to realize what security is all about. There's the CIO that normally the CISO reports into that their role is mainly save money and ensure operations is happening in place. And then there's the CISO that needs to make sure that whatever happens, the business can run without too much problems and issues. That level of board of directors, CIO and CISOs, I don't think they speak, they, have, they choose the same vocabulary to describe the situation um, and, and their real concerns. Um, today, more than ever, there is an alignment to the, what the board wants, but even that is not enough. Security comes second. It doesn't come as hand in hand with the business ambitions and the strategies that they've got in mind, which leads to um, uh, you develop a new technology or a new product, well, you're going to be hacked. You have uh, new mergers and acquisition, you are very attractive to the hackers. Um, you just uh, onboarded uh, an, a, a new level of service, well, you're attractive once again. Um, that's the area where I think that there's a, a big misalignment between the CISO and the board of directors and anything in between.
Mm-hmm. But Guy, it, it, it has got a lot better, I must say. I mean, the last time we spoke, uh, you were telling me there was this massive gap and massive misalignment, but it seems to be improving over time. And I think organizations are realizing the importance of security, right? Or, or am I wrong? No, you, you're not wrong at all. It has improved a lot. I think where the elements right now that should be addressed is not necessarily about whether security is important or not, is to really understand where security can help. So the board is still quite uh, layman about what security is. Uh, they are being sold buzzwords and not necessarily understand those buzzwords uh, and, and the full alignment to what those buzzwords mean to the business drive. Uh, and the board is the one that releases the funds and the board is the one that will eventually go to jail. And we don't want any of that to happen. Mm. And they are spending money. I, I'll just, you know, I'll challenge the thought for a moment. How can it be that most companies that have been hacked are actually compliant? Yeah, that's a good question. That's a you very a good fortune. question. Uh, you spend a fortune on compliance, millions, and you're still being hacked. So something in the equation doesn't work. It means the board and the CISO need to be even closer in getting into the detail to understand what we need to protect. Paul Green, you're the service director and identity experts. Where do you guys fit in here? Um, yeah, so um, we we um, we are and we were um, a specialist Microsoft boutique security provider. So everything we did was centered around Microsoft. And, and what we've seen is Microsoft really rise to prominence as a, a global security kind of phenomenon, really, you know, with massive investment across the whole of the technology piece, um, really kind of integrated offerings that answer um, a lot of these security questions. Um, and, and, you know, the thing that our customers, that Microsoft's customers like is, you know, that, that they're buying from um, a vendor that, that has that very kind of holistic view across the whole security piece. Um, so, you know, we, we were very kind of um, Microsoft focused prior to the integration with Performanta. Um, and for us, it's, it's kind of an expansion and the realization of our um, desire to, to kind of have that global reach to 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 have um, additional technologies that really enhance the proposition to um, the customers um, uh, and really to kind of you know be able to to, to answer um, you know the challenge that the customers are facing mm-hmm. interesting so how, how does performanta deal with uh, cyber defense oh we basically offer um, so, so performanta wants to become a pioneer in what we call cyber safety as opposed to cyber security uh, at the end of the day, uh, cybersecurity of uh, and and you know both of us, uh, Aki, uh, living in South Africa and understand the South African mentality about security is having walls and having uh, electric fences and having uh, guard dogs and even pay for for uh, armed response. At the end of the day, you it makes you feel better. But at three o'clock in the morning, if you hear noise from the backyard, will it be um, a leaf falling on the tr- from the tree, or will you, you? The first thing you'll think is someone is in my backyard. And that level of concept is what difference between cybersecurity and cyber safety is all about. Cybersecurity is I'm, I'm doing everything I think I should be doing, but I'm, not li- I'm, I'm living well until something happens. Cyber safety is knowing that things are okay. And if something happens, you will be taken care of. Cyber defense for us is what we call adaptive defense. It's the ability to defend organizations on the move as they change, people come, people go, companies make decisions, they shift from decisions. We need to defend them on the go as it happens. So in essence, and moving just swiftly into the physical world, if someone is about to enter my premise, 
without permission. And I've got enough knowledge about it that he's walking three blocks away from me and I can apprehend that guy or at least be prepared for the moment that he will try and get into my premise. That's great. And if I know that that person is normally the modus operandi of that person is to jump over walls as opposed to using social engineering, well, I'll then protect the wall. And if I know that that person normally goes through the left side of the wall, which is normally weak walls as opposed to strong walls, I will then protect through the weak walls. That level of defense is can be so adaptive. So in essence, you don't have to be compliant. Well, we will make you compliant, but you don't have to be compliant and you'll still be more protected than ones that are compliant. In order to do that, we need to have really serious amount of intelligence and, uh, and what we call threat intelligence or um, in essence is at early stages of the kill chain where people collect information about you. Uh, we develop our own open source intelligence tools to understand what attackers are thinking about me and me and contextualize it about myself and then what modus operandi they normally use and how they can take advantage of my systems and accordingly what level of protection we do in those areas. That whole thing is adaptive defense and what almost ensures uh, cyber safety as opposed to cyber security. Very interesting. So um, how are you moving your, your business forward? I mean, what, what's next for Performanta? Well, first one day at a time. But, <laughs> uh, but the, way, the way we move the business forward is to ensure that we remain relevant to the customers, not only by providing them what they want, but also do our job as protectors and ensure that we open the eyes to customers to understand what the genuine risks are in running a business and security in a certain way. And as we move along, continue developing the concept of cyber safety, develop our own uh, IP that is a proudly South African IP, uh, ensure that we bring it together and ensure that we bring that wide array of capabilities that are not just being painted by one vendor, whether it is Microsoft, whom we love a lot, or any other, but we bring that massive customer-focused view and then tailor making their solution for them on an adaptive uh, ad adaptive way. So from our perspective, the next steps is bringing the relationship between identity experts and Performanta even closer to canvas the entire security offering, continue investing in our R&D, um, in developing more our tools for cyber defense um, and cyber, uh, cyber safety. And at the same time, is just go and knock on some doors for customers that are, are being hacked. Uh, are ex having negative experience from cybersecurity and maybe um, just tell them a, a bit about the truth, uh, even though they are not going to enjoy it. Yeah, uh, the truth does hurt in this case. There's no doubt about it. So it's it's a very interesting story. I mean, you you know, Microsoft and, and you guys moving forward, where, where do you see the relationship going down the line? I know you said one step at a time, but it's a massive step forward. So where do you see this relationship with Microsoft going? So, so I, I, Paul and I, we speak a lot about it, and, and I call it the now, the in-between, and the future. And um, if you look about the now, is that the CISO is being hammered by the board to say, you will take on Microsoft. Now, as if they don't have enough challenges in their lives, they are being right now challenged by taking a new tech that they're not necessarily considered that tech for a long period of time. And by the way, the tech is good. So, so Microsoft is not bad at all. It's actually a good technology. But they are, that friction between the CISO and the board is in existence right now to go and say, I need to adopt that and I've got time frame for that. 
and all the technologies and the vendors that are, and the people that are used to working in a certain way are very likely to change. That's the now. The in-between is I do see CISOs either saying, I'm not going to cooperate with it and they're going to leave, but they're going to get to a new company that will give them exactly the same scenario because the force is there. Or they will say, well, I have to comply with it. And what mm -hmm. I'll do is I'm going to swing everything in a Microsoft direction. I call it the extreme. So they're going to go full Microsoft, um, almost negate relationship with existing vendors that have been loyal to the customer for many years. And then the future, I call it the rebound phase. The rebound phase is where Microsoft will, people will see that there is some level of relationships, symbiotic relation between Microsoft and other vendors, and they will be a better fit to the business requirements. And accordingly, what I'll do is Microsoft will play 40% of my stack, 60% of my stack, and the rest will complement it. We are driving that with Microsoft and actually with non-Microsoft and especially with the customer to say, we're going to reduce that friction. We're going to show the board in a language that the CISO really enjoys having, but in a language that the board still doesn't understand why that symbiotic relationship can happen, not in the future, but right away, and everybody can win out of it. All right. I like it. You've uh, explained it pretty well. Um, I want to ask this question to both of you. I'm going to start with you, Paul. When you look at the world that we're living in today, and I mean, Guy has very eloquently uh, you know, painted a picture of, of the security threats that are out there. When it comes to cybersecurity right now, uh, how bad is it out there? What, what is going on out there? And I, I get the sense from many people that I speak to is that since COVID has begun and since we've got this work from home environment and, you know, things have changed quite a bit. We're talking a lot of digital transformation, you know, millions of people working remotely. Uh, it sounds to me like cybersecurity, it's, it's a war out there. It's just escalated so fast in the last 18 months. Am I wrong or what is the state of cybersecurity right now? Yeah, I think there is a degree of truth to that. Um, you know, COVID came out of nowhere and, and, and suddenly, you know, half the world, more than half the world demanded to work from home. So kind of the, the requirements from IT became, you know, ever more kind of paramount. Um, you know, we, we had people who never previously would have worked from home who are suddenly switching to work from home and, and, and therefore, you know, you have to keep those people secure. And, and they may be people who are maybe not quite as IT savvy as, you know, some people who traditionally would have been the work from home type. Um, so you have to balance kind of productivity and security. You know, you, ha you have to allow these people to be able to be productive from anywhere to do their jobs and to work effectively. Mm. Um, but at the same time, you know, you have to keep the users and the environment safe. Um, and, and, you know, I think, um, you know, the bad guys are kind of opportunists. You know, they, they look for, you know, the easiest way to exploit um, you know, any environment that, you know, the easiest way possible, they, they don't go for the hardest route, they go for the easiest route. And, and you know, usually that's the users. And, and, and if the profile of those users is, is kind of adjusting, um, you, you know, then I think the, the threat adjusts as well. So really, you know, for us, it's about being aware of the threats, kind of evolving with the threats and, and, and just being relevant. Yeah. Guy, uh, from your perspective, uh, what, what do you see happening out in the world of cybersecurity right now? What's it like? So it is madness. There is lots of attacks happening, especially, um, you know, I, I'm going to say something. It, it's a fact. People are being hit, small and large. 
Uh, it doesn't matter if you are a 200 user company or um, a shawarma company or you are basically a big bank. You are being targeted by people of different leagues in the attacking side. You know, uh, you, you, if you want to play and you want to take the Wim Wimbledon championship, clearly you have to qualify for that. And if you, if you try and win the Wimbledon championship and you are number 100,000 in the world, well, you can still do it, but it, there's no chance or high chance that you're going to pass the level. So the attackers have different levels within them and they adjust themselves to, you know, where I can attack with ease and with comfort, as Paul had said, and get something in there. So absolutely attacks are on the rise. Who to be blamed? Well, I'm going to say blame governments for it because they didn't really regular regularize the, the whole idea of what cyber attack should look like and they are attacking one another so the madness is 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 within, within governments themselves mm. i think but also let, let's understand the moment of covid covid is just an example about how bad security was before nothing really changed in the essence of if you want to work from home well guess what people took the laptop home and they allowed their child to go in and browse the internet on their laptop still happen people still send email from home People still printed stuff from home. Yes, to the magnitude, the magnitude just radicalized the situation and maybe just made more vendors uh, richer than they were before because now it's endpoint as a perimeter, new definition of what the perimeter looks like as opposed to a change of the perimeter that used to be before. The basics are the same. Nothing really changed, Aki. It's just that the bad guys have seen now greater, easier way to attack and they are doing that level of attack. So the rise of ransomware, the rise of phishing attempts are there because you don't have a buddy that sits next to you and say, listen, I got that email. You, did you also get it? Right. And, and, that, and that level of ex exploitation is much easier nowadays because you sit at your home on your desk, whether you are in shorts or you have a makeup or not, whatever you feel like you want to do. And you get an email. Now you're facing that email on your own. And now you have to decide, do I click the link? Don't I click the link? Is it tempting enough? Do I need to do my job? Will I be penalized for it or not? That is on the rise, but not because the, the security has changed or because things have changed dramatically. It's because companies haven't really managed their security well enough before. Yeah, and it's just become gapingly obvious. So it sounds like we're, we're in big trouble right now um, when you look at where we are. And of course, you know, we haven't even touched on the uh, breaches that we don't hear about, right? Because oh, yeah. mo most of the breaches that have happened, you know, companies don't divulge the ransomware attacks that we hear. Most companies don't even mention those kind of things. So it's really happening out there. So, so guys, what is your call to action? I mean, what do you say to your clients? What do you say to the market? What is the call to action to remedy the challenges that you've both mentioned? Um, I would say the following, and, and unfortunately, I'm not uh, I'm not a bearer of, of tremendous, amazingly re uh, revolutionized news. Is do the basics right, make sure that you protect the important stuff, align yourself with the business, and business allow security a seat at the table to actually listen to what you guys are trying to drive before it's too late, and create a strategy that is not a business strategy. Security has to be part of your security strategy. And the last thing I would say to many people that are big fans around the world of buying technologies, stop being fans of a technology. Start being fan of your business and your company that you work for. And then 
you can choose any technology that you want because guess what? And I've been saying it for a while, the days that Muhammad Ali is winning and beating someone by knockout are gone in security. So every vendor is beating the other one by points. Some you like more, some you like less. It's not that there's one that is so revolutionizing the, the rest of it. People mm. and process are being neglected. People especially. You send someone for training and you expect them to come back and no security. You send someone for training and you expect of them to, if they click the button right, you should cheer them and say that there's ama there's amazing thing here. There's a mindset and a concept of security and it's a pro it's a, it's actually a profession of people that need to be so passionate about. And I know that they are scarce, but at the same time, invest in the people right and invest in your processes right and the processes to be aligned with business, I think you're going to get something right. Hmm. Paul, uh, Paul, what's your take? Um, I think, you know, my, my take is that kind of complacency is the enemy. You know, if, if you as a business owner think it's not going to happen to me, then, you know, frankly, you're wrong because it's not... Um, will it happen to me? It's when will it happen to me? And and I think businesses need to adopt that mindset, kind of trust nothing and verify everything. Um, and and I think with that switch, um, you know that that's what will stand us in the best stead. Yeah, and you know, there's no doubt about the fact that this is actually getting worse. It's not getting better. We we're not winning this, uh, you know, cybersecurity war. It's actually getting a lot worse. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. Paul Green, who's the service director for Identity Experts, part of Performanta, and uh, Guy Golan. Always good to see you, my friend. Congratulations, uh, Chief Executive Officer, co-founder of Performanta. Thank you very, very much for your time, gents. And uh, I know it's a very difficult subject to discuss, but organizations need to have this uncomfortable situation. Um, you need to make yourself feel uncomfortable before you start feeling secure. And I love the analogy that you use, start looking and loving yourself. Look, look within your organization and prioritize and, and make it a, you know, a number one important task in your organization of security because it's certainly not going to get any safer or better going forward. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for thank having you. me. Thanks, Aki.